This is the Sermon Podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11.15 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you, there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, for this reason, I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks. All of our scriptures this morning are full of rich and powerful imagery. Some of it challenging and scary, but also filled with promises that God has kept and will continue to keep. We start right off the bat in Joshua, where Joshua gathers the tribes and summons the elders and what seems like every community leader there is. And he says to them to revere the Lord and to serve the Lord, the one God to put away their worship of all those other little g-gods. Joshua calls upon them to serve the Lord, the God who has loved them through and guided them through and into a new chapter of their lives. Choose, Joshua says. And he backs up his pressurized sales tactic with these words. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I can almost imagine Joshua standing next to Jesus and saying, eat this bread. In the psalm today, which we don't read here, but which is printed in the weekly reader, for the last three weeks we've heard Psalm 34, and today we heard the last third of it. In it, David is saying, I sought the Lord, and he answered Taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are they who take refuge in him. 
in Psalm 34, we hear, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And the Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. David calls the people to taste and see the goodness of God. Calls them and calls us to eat this bread. And our Ephesians passage today begins with, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I really like this language. Can't you just hear echoes of Joshua saying, choose? Of David saying, God will redeem your life. And now here's the Apostle Paul in the sixth chapter of Ephesians saying to the people of the church, Our issue isn't with other believers. Our issues come from those who do not believe, who do not fear. Our struggle is against temptation and earthly sin. He says, for our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And Paul tells them and tells us what to do. Be strong in the Lord, in the strength of his power. I kept hearing Pastor Eckhart's voice from four weeks ago, boldly telling us to go do God's work. And Paul tells them and tells us, go do God's work. Ephesians goes on, therefore take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand, therefore, fasten the belt of truth about your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. And with all of these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all of the flaming arrows of evil. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. It's beautiful imagery. Beautiful. And if you are a superhero fan, which admission here I am, you can't help but think of any of the Avengers. Spider-Man, any of the Guardians of the Galaxy, Superwoman, Superman, Thor, Black, the Black Widow, Iron Man, Captain America, any of them. Just think of them standing there, strapping on the armor of God and preparing to walk up to those people who do not believe and saying, eat this bread. We've spent five weeks talking about bread and toast Five weeks where we've been awed, where I've been awed, by the creativity of God that is manifested through human hands and art form, in which we've been blessed to view and smell still as part of our worship space. As a community, we made bread dough and discussed how it works and how it can be like us. 
And we heard our youth last week talk about how we can rise up like bread that rises and be the living word of God to those who have never heard or to those who are having a hard time hearing and believing. And all of John 6 is filled to the brim with words of bread and body that fill our minds with images that are comforting and strange and challenging. It's a chapter full of Jesus inviting all to eat this bread. In week one, we hear at the beginning of John where Jesus healed the sick and fed thousands with a few loaves of barley bread and fish with plenty left over. And Jesus said, eat this bread. And in week two, we heard Jesus define the difference between mortal bread for our stomachs and immortal food for our souls, directing the people to seek out and eat spiritual food. Yeah, toast. Jesus says to them, I know you followed me here because I gave you fish and bread to eat and filled your stomach. But you may have missed the point. The food I have to give is spiritual food. The bread of life is me. A gift from God the creator who loves us all. Eat this bread. In the third week, Jesus irritated the leaders of the Jewish church. Big surprise. Always doing that. He told them that he, Jesus, was and is the bread of life. And that the only way to truly please God and live in communion together was to eat this bread, eat this body. And last week, the fourth week, we heard the Jews asking Jesus how could he dare to say his flesh and blood were to be eaten. They heard with earthly ears a heavenly message, a message meant to be ingested with our hearts and not with our mouths. Jesus' message was vivid and radical. Eat this bread. And then today, in the fashion of a riddle that just keeps going and makes less and less sense as it goes, we hear Jesus say again, Whoever eats me will live because of me. The one who eats this bread will live forever. And he says this while teaching in the synagogue. And we, the reader, begin to realize that it isn't just the church leaders who are having a difficult time ingesting and understanding this whole thing about eating Jesus. You know, the word used in today's message in Greek is the word trogo. And all, almost all the other places, it, the word for eat is esthio. And the difference is that trogo means to gnaw on, to crunch. Think of a dog gnawing on a bone. You can't get that bone away from a dog. Actually, after a little bit, you really don't want to because it's all slimy and gross, but... <laughs> They don't give up. They gnaw and gnaw and gnaw until finally when they're asleep, you have to take it away. But this is what Jesus is telling us to do. Jesus is saying, gnaw on me. I am the word, and the word is in me. 
God, creator, spirit, Jesus. All one. And Jesus says, take this and worry at it. Gnaw on it. Crunch it. Don't let it go. Now, if a dog gnawing is just a little too hard of a visual, try this one. Thanksgiving, we have a big turkey leg, and it's, and it's yours. It's all juicy and tender and ready to be eaten, and you take it. And no one's going to take it away from you. You're going to eat it, and you're going to savor it, and you're going to take every morsel of meat from that bone. It's not just a really quick slider from White Castle that you're going to eat really quick. It is something that you're going to take time to eat and something that you want to take time to eat. Jesus says, eat this bread. Clearly, Jesus realizes that this bread isn't going to be eaten by everyone. Not everyone can say, yep, my whole life is going to be engulfed by God. Not everyone will say, I'm willing to trust God in all things, to live every moment in full knowledge that God is the creator, defender, forgiver. Not everyone will say that I don't have to judge because I am loved, that I can just love and not judge. And knowing that not everyone can or will eat this bread, Jesus says to the, to the disciples gathered around, does this offend you? Does this upset you? Are you annoyed with this message? Does it make you feel resentful? And that was the question. If this bothers you, if this annoys you, if you really don't believe, he said to them, then now is the time to walk away. Now. And according to verse 66, that's exactly what some of them did. They turned back and they went back to their previous way of living. And the 12 remaining were asked the same question. Do you wish to go away? They all had a choice, just as we have a choice. And Peter, vocal, lovable, dependable Peter, says to Jesus, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the bread that we choose to eat. We can choose to go back. We can choose to put down the turkey leg. Or we can choose to eat this bread. Just as Joshua called the people to follow God, the creator, As David reminds us to taste and see that the Lord is good. As Paul reminds the church in Ephesus that we are to put on the armor of God and feel God around us and in us. So I hope that the savory, hunger-inducing aromas of bread and toast remind us of the bread of life, that they entice us. I hope that they will forever remind us of the beauty of God's love, of God's gift to us, and will remind us of God's constant, constant invitation to be filled and engulfed in the love and grace of Jesus the Christ. And remind us that we, too, are always invited to eat this bread. Amen.